Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. That you, McGee? Uh, it's not only me, Molly. It's me having just picked up the greatest bargain of my lifetime. Don't tell me about some of that earth-moving equipment they were auctioning off out at the highway garage. No, I went out to that sale, but the tires on all the earth movers look like they've been recapped, so I didn't even put in a bid. What I bought was more of a bargain and more useful at one and the same time. Well, where is this miraculous purchase of yours? In your pocket? No. Nope. I got it in a crate out on the back porch. But before I show it to you, let me explain the psychology behind it. Now, first of all, we always sink a lot of dough into getting a fancy Thanksgiving dinner together, right? Right. Okay. Now, that correct answer puts you on the first plateau. And for the giant jackpot, what's always the biggest single item on our Thanksgiving bill? Oh, well, Dr. Gamble usually charges you $5 to come over and bandage up your hand after you've cut it carving the bird. Oh. I guess that's the biggest single item. Oh, that's not part of the grocery expense. The biggest purchase we make every year is the turkey. Only this year is going to be different. I bought a live bird. Yeah, for two bucks. I'm going to fatten him up myself. A real live turkey? Let me see him. Okay, kiddo. Here's the crate right here. Isn't he a beauty? This is the turkey you bought? That's him. Oh, I know he's not very big, but I also got a bag of special enriched feet. Oh? He'll put on weight quick with that. Well, I don't know what to say, McGee. I've never seen a turkey like that before. He's black. Well, I'm glad you noticed that feature, Molly, because that's what makes this bird a real bargain. The fellow who sold him to me said he's a rare reverse albino, and they make the best eating of all. All breast. But I thought turkeys were supposed to go gobble, gobble, gobble. This one goes caw, caw, caw. I didn't buy him because he was a brilliant conversationalist. I bought him to eat. Well, I think you've got Jeff McGee. I don't think this is a turkey at all. Who ever heard of a reverse albino? Just anybody who knows anything about bird life. Here, let me get out my handsomely illustrated copy of Feathered Friends of Field and Forest. I'll bet you anything it's got a picture of a reverse albino turkey in it. Well, I hope you're right. But I just have a premonition about this. Uh, let's see. Infant turkey, full-grown turkey. Hmm. I don't seem to have a picture of a reverse albino in here. I guess it's just too rare. McGee, look at the picture over on the next page. Don't you see a certain resemblance there? <laughs> well, it does have the same yellow beak, the same general body structure and wing shape, I guess. It's the same bird. A reverse albino turkey, indeed. Well, anybody could make a mistake on a thing like that. Dad Rattit, what do you want me to do, Molly? Eat crow? <laughs> now, let's see. If two loaves of bread makes enough dressing for a 14-pound bird, then we let X equal the bird we got, and two is to 14 as X is to the bird. Hi, mister. Oh, hi there, Jimmy. <laughs> Well, what's the late word from the tricycle trade? My mom is getting ready to fix Thanksgiving dinner, I betcha. I see. And she sent me over to borrow a pinch of poultry seasoning. Oh. Well, I imagine Mrs. McGee can fix you up. She might even let you have a pinch and a half. You're having poultry for the festive feast, are you? We're having a duck. Oh. You are, eh? Hmm? I said you are, eh? I what? Having a duck. So are we. Well, I just hope your mommy and daddy are taking time out from the gay round of food frolicking to tell you about the real meaning of Thanksgiving. You mean about how everybody stuffs themselves and then you all race to see who can get to the couch first? No, 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 not that. I'm talking about the pilgrims. They were the ones that had the first Thanksgiving, you know. The pilgrims? The pilgrims. It's quite a story, Tink. Oh? Mm-hmm. They came over here when this country was still a wilderness. They sailed clear from England on a tiny little boat called the Wildflower. And they had to hunt around for months before they found a place to land where there was a rock with the number 1620 printed onto it. 
1620 their address? No, no, that was the year, Jeannie. They stepped ashore on that rock and settled down to make a new home for themselves in a suburb of Boston. A fellow by the name of Miles Sandwich was their leader. Oh, mm -hmm. gee, I'm fascinated and eager to hear more about you. Well, Miles Sandwich went into business proposing to girls for other fellows. Oh. His first client was Joseph Alsop. He wanted to propose to Priscilla. How romantic. Yeah, well, Priscilla didn't think much of the idea. She wanted Joseph to speak for himself. And they kept arguing about that instead of planting crops. But fortunately, the Indians came through and gave them a hand. And the pilgrims were so thankful for the help that they decided to hold the first Thanksgiving dinner. Gosh, I bet you. And they invited the Indians over for the spread. Of course, the Indians didn't have too much to be thankful for since they were just being invited over to eat their own food. But we still celebrate Thanksgiving as a time for being thankful. I get you, I bet you. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear you say that, Teeny. Now, now, think careful. What would you say you got to be thankful for? Well, that's easy. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that our kindergarten teacher told us the story of the pilgrims before you got a hold of me. So long, mister. Uh, let's see, 20 minutes to the pound, weighs 14 and a half pounds. So you multiply, no, you divide by the pounds by the, no, I guess you subtract. McGee, what are you muttering about? Oh, I'm just trying to figure out how long we have to cook this dead ratted turkey. My first calculation comes out to 31 hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> if that's right, we should have started cooking it yesterday. Why don't you leave the cooking department to me, sweetheart? After all, you don't know a thing about it. Who says I don't know anything about it? Have you forgotten how I used to always prepare the poultry for the Elks' banquets? Why, I was so famous that people used to come from miles around just to hear my sage advice on how to dress a bird. Sage Dressing McGee, I was known as in them days. Oh, dear. Sage Dressing McGee, the dandiest dude that ever dawdled with a duck's drumstick, decorated by dukes, demigods, despots, and democrats from the desolate dunes of Denmark to the desirable subdivisions near Dover, Delaware, doing delightful deeds on such delectable dishes as dandy dandelion greens, dates, donuts, Danish desserts, and deep dish delight. Well, I still say you couldn't know too much about it, or you wouldn't have bought a 14-pound turkey for just the two of us. Well, I know it's pretty big, Molly. We'll be nibbling turkey hash clear through till spring, but it was the smallest bird they had at the grocery store that wasn't already reserved. McGee, I know what we could do. We could invite somebody over to have Thanksgiving dinner with us. Say, that's a great idea. Sure. Thanksgiving's a time for sharing our good fortune with others anyway. How about inviting the Toopses over? Oh, not the Toopses. They'd bring that little Willie with them, and you know how you start to fidget when they insist on having him recite. Yeah, that's right. If I hear that kid do Casey at the bat once more, I'll blow my stack. <laughs> how about Dr. Gamble? He's all alone. He's also a white meat eater. And I'm not having any of them around when I dip into this baby. How about that Mrs. Ferguson that belongs to your Wistful Vista Literary and Pinochle Club? She's a widow, isn't she? Yeah, but she has a purple shantung dress exactly like the one I plan to wear Thanksgiving. Oh. And if she wore hers, too, I'd be embarrassed to tears. Why couldn't we have the Pritchards? After the way they didn't send us a Christmas card last year? <laughs> I should say not. I don't intend having people in my home that obviously don't like me. Say, I think Mr. Wimple's wife is out of town. We could have that poor lad. Yeah, and he'd sit there all through the meal cracking his knuckles. Oh, thanks. Well, I just can't seem to think of anybody else. That's about the complete repertoire of our acquaintances. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we'll just have to have Thanksgiving dinner alone. Well, it won't be so bad. We can still be thankful for having so many good friends. Right. And we can be extra thankful that we don't have to have any of them over for dinner. Mm 
McGee, why in the world are you curling up with a book? You promised me you'd go to the grocery store and do my Thanksgiving shopping for me. It just so happens, my dear, that this book is going to be a source of material for the grocery list. I'm reading Prawn's History of the United States, Volume 1. Heavenly days. What has that got to do with the grocery list? Well, now, let me answer your question by asking one. Just what type of thing had you figured on having me buy for the Thanksgiving dinner? Well, we already have the turkey, so I'll need some potatoes to mash and a couple of loaves of bread for the dressing and some frozen peas for the vegetables. Oh, oh, halt, halt, and desist right there. Don't you realize what you're doing? No. You're making a tapestry out of Thanksgiving. That's what you're doing. Our pilgrim descendants would be turning over in their graves if they could read that grocery list of yours. You're trotting our national traditions underfoot. And I, for one, am not going to stand for such an un-Americanism as that in this house. My stars. Heavenly days. You make it sound as if I should be called up before a congressional committee. What have I done? Well, Molly, I've been reading here in Prawn's History of the United States, Volume 1, about what the pilgrims had to eat at the first Thanksgiving dinner. They didn't have bread dressing. They didn't have mashed potatoes. And they most absurdly didn't have frozen peas. Well, I say let the pilgrims eat what they want and we'll eat what we want. And that's what I mean by un-Americanism. We celebrate Thanksgiving to commemorate the pilgrims. And we ought to eat the same things they ate. Now throw out that grocery list and start making a new one. The first item is maize. Is what? Maize. That's wild Indian corn. You know, with red and black kernels. They wouldn't have any maize at our grocery store. Well, where would you get it then? I don't have the faintest idea. If it's wild Indian corn, I guess you'd have to get it from a wild Indian. Well, I don't think there's any of them around Wistful Vista. I suppose we'll have to have regular corn with our wild turkey. Wild turkeys are extinct. I don't care what they smell like. we got to get one to be authentic. There are no more wild turkeys. Hmm. What about pemmican? What is pemmican? I don't know. Says the Indians brought pemmican to the first Thanksgiving dinner. I guess they mean those white birds with the big bills. Those are pelicans. Oh, yeah. Well, we probably couldn't get any of them at the grocery store either. Well, about all that leaves is wild squash. I'm sorry, McGee, but that's another item you wouldn't be able to buy today. Well, gee, Willikers, no wonder the pilgrims had such a rough time of it. They'd have saved themselves a lot of trouble if they'd ate the same stuff everybody else did. 